The International Association for Near-Death Studies presents NDE Radio, a weekly exploration of near-death experiences and similar encounters with the other side. Now, here's your host, Lee Whitting. Could there be an unexpected benefit to telling people about your near-death experience? For example, can telling your friends and family about your near-death experience help others to remember mystical events that may have happened in their lives as well? Welcome to NDE Radio, brought to you by IANS, the International Association for Near-Death Studies. I'm your host, Lee Whitting. One of the premises for this show is the fact that telling your story about an NDE or out-of-body experience may remind listeners of of experiences that they've had themselves, things they may have experienced years ago, which they later repressed. NDEs can sometimes seem so scary or so weird at the time that people choose to write them off as an hallucination or a dream. Well, our guest today has had a similar experience. When Stephen Banks was 17 years old, he had a profound out-of-body experience. He left his body and traveled to a non-physical realm where he, what he calls a spirit guide, Janie, shared with him secrets of his truth on earth to gently direct him back to his intended path. And 22 years after his out-of-body experience, his life partner, Stephanie Banks, who we interviewed on NDE Radio back on April 13th, had a near-death experience. And through hearing about her experience, Steve began to piece together the memories of his own OBE, which launched him and Stephanie on a journey to learn and teach the spiritual truths that are being shown to them. Steve lives with Stephanie and their son in British Columbia. Steve, welcome to NDE Radio. Thank you, Lee. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, Steve, why don't we start with uh, your describing to our audience um, your out-of-body experience. Okay. Um, it's kind of a... I'll, I'll tell it as though it's linear, but it is, in fact, a two-part experience. Um, okay. But to give you a little bit of background, when I was 17, when I was a kid growing up, I, I had a very difficult time in the world in terms of relating to it. And uh, it was almost like I was in a, depress- a, per- a depression. And uh, one day, I was uh, on a lunch break from my job. And I was at the doctor's office to give some blood tests. And uh, I was in a little room, and the nurse drew blood from my right arm and asked me to hold the cotton swab where she had drawn the blood from, and she left the room. And as I sat there, it was just like any other day. Don't know what I was thinking about, but probably not a whole lot. Um, And I started to feel lightheaded. I'd never fainted before, but I knew that's what was happening. Uh, The strength was leaving my body, and... uh, I started to fade into blackness. And as soon as just before I turned black, just before I saw total blackness, I became immediately aware with an explosion of energy that I started to float out of my body. I felt the tension immediately released from my body. It was was an incredible feeling. It felt as though time no longer existed and I could perceive everything in the room like it was pure energy holding its form but constantly moving and shifting. As I was floating upwards, I looked down at my body and could barely recognize it as my own. It was only logic that I knew it was my body, but it didn't look like me as I see myself. Hmm. And I continued to float up and through the ceiling of the building, and I stopped about 20 feet above the building. And at this point, from the moment I left my body till I stopped, it was maybe a couple seconds, and I had just felt 
the most incredible feeling of love and joy. And uh, as I sat there above the building in the total state of bliss, I thought about my father, and I thought about how he's going to feel when I didn't return to work, because I felt like I was just going home. I felt like I was dying. I had died. And I thought about my mother. I thought about my sister. I thought about every relationship I had in my life. And I quickly realized that I felt complete closure with every relationship I ever had, including my relationship with the world, and felt totally free in a way I can't describe. At the moment, as soon as I realized that, as soon as I came to that realization of closure with all these relationships, I started to travel. And I was in a standing position. I started to travel at about the pace of a jog. And I passed over the first few blocks. I recognized all the buildings as though you would see them in as though you were flying over in a plane. And uh, I was traveling over a strip mall, and I could see people stopped at the streetlights. I could see people in the parking lot mall. And I felt an unconditional love and connection to them all in a way I didn't understand at that time, but I now have a clear knowing of what that feeling is. As soon as I recognized that connection with these people, I began to accelerate from a jog to what felt like hundreds of miles an hour. I just accelerated so incredibly fast. And I could feel the, I could feel the acceleration in my stomach. And uh, I was in a standing position, as I said, and out of pure excitement, I raised my arms and was laughing hysterically. Uh, there was no wind noise. I could hear nothing but my laughter. And it felt so natural to me that I didn't question how it was possible that I was traveling this way. And I, it was very, very fun. I felt perfect and I felt strong. I felt healthy and I was exploding with energy and clarity. And for the first time in my life, I felt a deep sense of contentment and belonging. And as quickly as I took note of these things, I was instantly aboard a train. So it wasn't like I was approaching a train and then was on it. I was just simply traveling, and then all of a sudden I was instantly somewhere else. I was on a train. And as I looked around the train, like it was full of people, and I knew I loved these people, and I knew I knew them, but I didn't know from where. And I glanced out the window, and I could see that we were in the prairies. And no one looked at me or even noticed my instant appearance. And it was loud with voices. Everyone was talking. It was, a, it was quite an incredible experience. And I noticed that while I was standing in the aisle, and I noticed to the right of me was a beautiful woman. I knew, I knew I knew this woman. And as soon as I looked over, she said, Hello, Stephen, please join me, and gestured for me to sit across from her. I was so excited that I just flew into the seat and was smiling ear to ear. Everything felt totally normal. I was just exploding with happiness. And then I asked her, where am I? And for me, I was totally excited and just spinning like this, but she was really calm. And she just answered in this smooth, angelic voice, you are in the state of exploration of your truth. Don't you remember? And before I could answer, we were again instantly standing in a magnificent building like a giant Roman hall. And everything was like white stone and perfect. There were giant columns and beautiful art. It seems everywhere. And the instantaneous way of traveling this way, just being somewhere in the blink of an eye, was thrilling. And the moment I arrived in the hall, I knew that this woman was my guide, Jamie. She was appointed to me by me prior to my incarnation, and I just knew that. As we arrived at the hall... It was like I was being downloaded with an understanding and knowing about our existence. And I just simply knew what and why things are the way they are in life on Earth and certain things about my physical life. 
my non-physical life story. I knew that the vantage point I was seeing at that point was nothing more than another level of learning. And I also knew that Janie and I agreed that we would allow me to see in this way my life's lessons and goals if I was getting off my path in life. And the very moment I knew all of this, I was back on the train with Janie. I was speechless at how invigorating it all felt and just knew things in an instant the same way as we were traveling back and forth. It's just like instant knowledge. Janie was sitting across from me with the biggest glowing and loving smile on her face and I felt the love emanating from her directly to me. I felt it in a way that I've never felt here. So I asked her, what now? And she said, she told me that I had a passion to learn and teach our spiritual truth to those who are guided to me and that I have made many agreements with souls, both teachers who I will be drawn to and students who will be drawn to me, and that in all teaching comes learning. So there really is no distinct boundaries between the two. They are equally important and in perfect harmony. I had asked her to help guide me on my path, and she told me while on earth I had many choices to make, and often those choices will lead me to explore other opportunities for growth, basically like being distracted. My intuition is in place to guide me on my predetermined path. She told me that within my mind, it was simply too noisy for me to hear my intuition, and I had lost my way. She explained that that's okay, because all paths are mine to explore, and I was simply feeling lost. So my higher mind was asking for guidance to remind me of my agreement. And I knew that everything happens in perfect timing. So she told me that I was struggling at that point with the process of connecting with the earth and all of nature. And at that very instant, we were back again in the hall, and it was filled with what seemed like thousands of people. It was as though the hall had expanded to fit so many people into it, but at the same time hadn't changed. The roar of voices, roar of voices was exhilarating, and the energy was stronger than I have ever felt. I could hear their voices, but couldn't make out what anyone was saying. And I could feel the love and excitement in the room, just this pure energy. And I knew I recognized some of them, but didn't know from where. I asked Jane what was going on, and she directed me to what looked like a computer terminal that was in the wall. And I saw myself in a three-dimensional screen sitting in a forest. I could see the colorful patterns of the energy emanating with, from everything, from the trees, from the ground, from the moss. And it was mixing with me constantly and constantly shifting and changing. It was an incredible sight, and I knew what was happening to me to the me that I was watching on the screen. And I remembered being there at that computer screen, choosing my body as a vessel to navigate through my incarnation. And I remembered saying to Jane, yes, this would be great, thinking about my body. As I remembered this, we were back on the train in our seat, and Janie said, when we plan our incarnation, she explained to me that we have a role to play with all the souls we, we come into contact with, both directly and indirectly. All lessons on Earth are learned through the incarnation, through the interaction story, we share with all aspects of three-dimensional experience. You can walk past someone on your street and say nothing, and the energetic effect that you may have had through predisposition could change the life or the lives of many souls on the other side of the planet through that soul's transformation. Everything happens in perfect timing if we allow our lives to flow and unfold one moment at a time. A simple word, action, or thought can tremendously impact the lives of others without even being conscious of it. If you follow your intuition and synchronicity, she explained, it will inevitably allow 
for all your agreements to manifest in perfect timing. And then she said again, do you remember? And as she said the word remember, I was instantly floating above the building where my body was. And I was screaming in my mind, I just wasn't ready yet. I needed more, I wanted more, I wanted to know more. And I helplessly floated down into the room with a smooth transition, I was back in my body, convulsing on the floor. And then I just came to, when I fully came into consciousness, I stopped convulsing and just jumped up. Now, uh, did you say anything? Well, um, the nurse or the doctor that came in, were they alarmed to find you on the floor? And how did you explain that? Okay, well, this is what happened. It was pretty funny, actually, and I still kind of laugh about it. Um, I was convulsing on the floor. It was a weird feeling because I went from total, like, uh, stable being into this body where I felt the weight of gravity and I was just convulsing. My body was just shaking like crazy on the floor. And then I heard her calling my name, like, Stephen, Stephen. She was standing over me. I could tell she was concerned. And I just mm. basically came to, got up, and just jumped up and yelled. I was just on a train in, train in the prairie. And then she looked at me <laughs> like I was crazy, and I left the room. <laughs> it was pretty did, funny. Did you tell anyone else about what you'd experienced, I mean, at that time? I told everybody who would listen. And what was the reaction? Well, the reaction was the people who knew me, they they didn't think I was crazy, but they just didn't understand. And anyone who didn't know me probably just thought I was crazy. (laughs) You know what I mean? So did this discourage you from, I mean, at some point, did you just decide not to bother telling people or did you go on trying? No, I did. I stopped telling people. The only people, after a while, I would tell her the people who were close to me in my life. You know, if you get a new girlfriend or you get a new friend or whatever, at some point it would come up. Because mm-hmm. I have such a distinct memory of the experience that uh, it's difficult for me not to tell people. Because it's, it's, uh, it came with it. Like at the time, like I said to you, it was a two-part scenario. At the yes. time, when I came back, the only thing that I remembered was the experience. I didn't remember any of the information. I remembered all the feeling. I remember the momentum. I remember seeing Janie, the people. I remember everything about the, about the experience except what Janie had told me, what I learned. So what happened was, as you know, Stephanie had her near-death experience. So for many, many years, I would just tell people I had this experience and that I don't remember the conversation and how frustrating and funny that was. Mm-hmm. And um, once Stephanie had her experience and she started channeling, I had almost an obsession with these messages. I couldn't stop reading them. I was reading and reading and reading them. And I fortunately at that time uh, was working at a job where it offered me, it afforded me a lot of time to read. So I was just constantly reading these messages and uh of course i was so you know impressed i just wanted more i'm always asking staff you know can you can you channel more messages can you channel more messages and uh one day about a year ago i asked her to channel me a message and she said no just channel yourself right because i had been dabbling myself in writing i wrote about two books for my for my own self um messages from jamie Mm-hmm. And, uh, so this one particular day, of course, it's so easy because we doubt ourselves, right? And I'm no different. I was doubting my ability 
to to channel um, clear messages. So I'd be channeling and I'd be doubting him. I'd be reading him to Steph and be like, "Does that sound right?" You know. And uh, she knew she had an innate knowing that I needed to be doing this myself. So one particular day, um, I decided to channel because, of course, I wanted a message and Stephanie wouldn't give me one. So I sat down, and what happened was I was basically downloaded with all the information from that experience. So basically, I completely relived the experience. It was like, say, for example, had I if be like going into a meditation and, uh, and you know, leaving a body, and I totally experienced the whole thing again, except I gained all the information. Did it have the same emotions connected with it when you when you relived it? Did you have those same feelings of joy and exuberance? I had. It felt the like it was happening again. Wow. Yeah, it was exhilarating. And um, what was more exhilarating this time, excuse me, was um, the information that I retained. So now I understood. Like she said to me, "You're you're having a problem." Um, connecting to the earth, and this is my mission, connect to the earth. Well, I didn't remember that. But two years mm-hmm. later, I ended up um, following my intuition and just leaving the city and buying a tent, and I lived in my tent in the woods for three years. Wow. And I totally became connected to the earth. I could see the energy from the trees, from the moss. I felt centered, accepted, and and. I just felt like I was becoming, I, I was beginning to understand myself a little bit more. And um, so when I got all this information, it totally made sense. I'm like, wow, well, that's why I did that. So this uh, this has had made a profound change in your life, obviously, if if you were willing to go out and live in, in a tent for three years. Um, what uh, had... So let me run, let me run back for a minute to the first experience that you pretty much went back to your old life after that. I take it. Yep, I uh, sorry? didn't really didn't really change your behavior or your perception of things, even though you you had been so enlightened to to use a, a, a an appropriate word, perhaps um, you didn't um, you didn't respond immediately to it. No, because I didn't, all I had was the experience. I didn't have any of the information. I didn't understand anything more about life than I had prior to the experience, except that it simply exists this way. You know, that I can, I just know that I had that experience. I left my body, non-physical realm is real. But I knew that because I had I had been haunted. I'd seen ghosts my whole youth, my sister and I. So I always had, I always knew that, you know, life was, there's so much more than just being here in this, in on Earth, right? In this right. So, form. so you knew there was a multi-dimensional existence going on here, and and also, uh, did it did it enlighten you any as to the possibilities for reincarnation? Did that did that thought cross your mind after um, after you'd had that first experience? Well, the thing is, I, I I always knew that simply because I'd been haunted, but the experience itself didn't teach me anything except how wonderful it is to not be in your body. Like, that was what I took away from that, was the the amount of love that we can feel, the amount of excitement, and the amount of the clarity of thought 
was in 10. Right. So that was really all I gained. And basically it was like being on a really fun roller coaster in terms of the traveling and stuff, you know, like it was, it was just really fun. That's what it was. Hmm. And then Stephanie telling you, go channel yourself, cha- channel Janie yourself must have been, uh, uh, a message that she was sent almost because that was, that's what brought you back to uh, a real understanding of what had happened to you. Yeah, I believe so. Because, um, I mean, if you can imagine your partner channeling these amazing messages and these phenomenal lessons and we're learning so much and, you know, not channeling me one, it's like, what? So mm. she did know. You know, she wasn't Does doing it... it out of malice. She knew I needed it. I needed to do it myself. Right. Do you, would you accept the premise that um, this is something that's available to probably nearly everyone that that really desired it and and worked toward it in terms of meditation um, or whatever? Well, what I know now is from my perspective, from all my experiences, from the downloaded information that I received, is not not most of us, but every single one of us is. We're all from the same place. We're all experiencing the same thing. We're, you know, just in different ways. So the only thing that's different from you and I are our beliefs and our thought processes. Aside from that, we're, we're the same. Well, I, I agree with, I agree with you completely. And one of the, one of the reasons for the show, as a matter of fact, is not only to, let people know what other people have experienced, but to let them know the possibility exists for every one of them, that they can experience either a near-death or out-of-body experience, or even just through meditation can learn to have an out-of-body experience if they work at it. It's true. Uh, um, I, sorry? Go ahead. I was just going to say, um, I just agree. And uh, <laughs> it, it doesn't necessarily take an out-of-body experience to learn these things because it is kind of difficult. I mean, I can't seem to re, I can't seem to have another out of body experience as hard as I try. But, um, mm. but the important thing is taking these lessons, for example, that Stephanie's teaching and that I've learned through the download. Um, and we, all we have to do is practice these lessons within ourselves. They're very simple. Um, and then we'll end up getting ourselves to a knowing, to an understanding. Right. Um, I want to ask you another question too. Um, Jamie told you um, in your first, and I guess then you remembered in your second experience that you were you were off track, that your life was not fulfilling itself in the way you had originally intended it. What do you think about this notion of um, free choice and uh, predetermination? Have you thought about that at all? Are, are our lives set on a path that we are? Uh, uh, not necessarily forced to follow, but which is already uh, planned ahead of time, planned before we're even born. Well, what I know about that is um, I remember, say, for example, my experience there where I was shown, I was at the computer terminal and I was choosing my life, and I was a ro- in a room full of thousands, may have been millions of people. All of these people, what we were doing, where I was at that particular moment, what I was being shown was, I was planning my incarnation. So once we're at that point, we're really ambitious. We're super ambitious. We're like, I'm going to learn this. I'm going to learn that. I'm going to help you with this. 
I'm going to be here for you during this. And we make all these plans. And we have, uh, we, we just have desires for ourselves, right? But we forget, I think, anyways, the, what it's like. When we're on that plane, we forget a little bit what it's like to be in this dense form, to be experiencing these things the way we do, which is so easy to get off track and to be distracted and to mm. feel things um, like feel fear and feel this and feel that and, and get off our desired plan, which simply would unfold if we lived one moment at a time and just appreciated every single moment and followed our intuition alone, our, our path would unfold exactly as we planned. But as we're in this dense right. and we get distracted, we get off course. But every course is a lesson. So there are no perfect paths. Like, you can take any path you want. We have free choice, total free choice. But for my particular instance, and Stephanie's, was our higher selves wanted us to come back and stay on our, on our pre-desired path. As where it wouldn't be anything wrong if we didn't, we just would learn different lessons. Right. It's uh, it's almost as if we, um, well, first certainly we forget when we're born the memories of our uh, time on the other side, but when we're on the other side, we almost uh, seems like we almost forget what life is really like on Earth, <laughs> because. It sounds like we're being so idealistic in our plans and so hopeful in what we're going to accomplish, and we don't take into account uh, the day-to-day, you know, trivial pursuits and barriers to uh, to attaining our goals that inevitably come up. Yes, that's exactly how I see it, Lee. Exactly. Yeah. So we're we're forgetting twice. We're forgetting our lives once we're on the other side, and then we're forgetting our our situation over there when we're back here again. And yet we're motivated to come back over and over again. Apparently, it's it's a, a very interesting thing that uh, this process that we go through, and the fact that your your friend Janie. Now, sh- do you think of Janie as a an angel? Do you think of it uh, of her as a person that you knew from a previous lifetime, or how how do you um, how how would you describe her? Well, I think that all things exist. So I think she's all of those things. But for me, um, I believe, from what I understand, is that she has simply chosen to remain in the non-physical and to guide. So she's had all these incarnations and learned her lessons to the point where she thought, okay, now I'm just going to remain in the non-physical realm for this amount of time and help you with this and help help this person with that, and that's kind of my understanding. You think she's Jamie's role? Do 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 you think she's helping more more than one person? Is she helping you and also other people as well? I don't know for certain, but I believe that she is. Yes. When when you were asking uh, Stephanie to uh, to do readings and channel for you. Was she channeling Janie, or was she channeling somebody else? Oh, she had channeled Janie, um, but, excuse me, all all of, uh, she channeled Solomon and Raphael. I received messages from her mom, from her grandfather. Um, there's been numerous messages. We're actually being helped by 
by numerous, numerous people. Like, Janie's not my only guide, but she's the one who stands closest to me. And what, what's the process for um, getting in touch with Janie or another guide? Do you, do you sit and meditate? How do you do it? Well, for me, what I do is I learn from Stephanie, and I basically yes. sit and um, get myself into a place of calm. I have to release all all thoughts of anything external, and I just allow myself to be in the moment, and then I simply give my gratitudes on paper, and then I just ask whatever it is I would like to know, and I write down what I hear. And there's a distinct difference between um, what I'm writing, right, and what I'm channeling. So I'll be writing what I'm hearing, and there might be a certain point of the message where I'm like, no, that was me. I know that was me, so I'll scratch that out. And then, but the rest of it wasn't. It was Jeannie. So there's like an emotional connection mm-hmm. between the two. So when I read, for example, Jeannie's writing, I can feel that it's Jeannie. And then the feeling goes away when I'm reading my words. I understand. Reconnect. Yeah. And um, yeah. sometimes I get... Steve, so uh, we're just about out of... T- we're just okay. about out of time, and I wanted to um, uh, ask you if uh, listeners wanted to get in touch with you, how what would be the best way? Uh, the best way would be to, if you have any questions, um, I would be glad to answer. You can con- contact me through stephaniebanks.org, through the contact page. And um, Stephanie and I will be writing another book after A Soulful Awakening, which people can look for as well. Very good. Well, my thanks to uh, Stephen Banks for today's edition of Ion's NDE Radio. Uh, be sure to check out uh, Stephanie Banks' interview on our website. That was on April 13th of this year. And for more information about Ion's, our services, and news about near-death experience, please go to the website at iands.org and join us next Monday, 11 a.m. Eastern, for more NDE Radio. Thanks for listening. <laughs>